Mrs. Olivia Buckley of Cherry Brook invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Tim Rogers. Thank you very much, The Hives. Thank you, Mrs. Olivia Buckley, still our sponsor here at Get This. It's me, Tony Martin. It's that man, Ed Cavalier. Uh, good morning, Tone. And a big round of fake applause for Tim Rogers, who's up very early. Welcome aboard, Tim. Thank you. My, uh, my gusset is damp. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes, I'm excited to be here. What uh, is going on? Are you in the middle of a tour at the moment? No, I finished a record last night, uh, me and Tex Perkins made, and I start the tour tomorrow. Oh, so. very nice. You've got me at a wonderful, wonderful period, a crossing over period. When you say you've finished a record, well, what does that mean? You've actually laid down the last track? Yeah, yeah. And then... Switched off the equipment? Switched off the equipment and then proceeds the aren't we great period, <laughs> which then swiftly goes into the I think we should have paid more attention, I think we should have tuned that up a little bit, and then it goes back to, no, nah, we're just great. <laughs> Fantastic. The new You Are My Album Convicts, that's a bloody corker. It is, isn't it? We're great. I've had that on the car. It's just been, uh, well, before the car crashed. Has uh, anyone been watching you attempt to mouth along to Yes. Mm-hmm. I have been. I actually do that. It's embarrassing. But we live in an era now with mobile phones where you can just talk to yourself walking up the street and people just assume you're on the mobile phone. Can I, have you ever, um, is it a Bluetooth earpiece? Oh, yes. That's uh, what they call it, yeah. Is anybody really that important? No. No. <laughs> Michael Gudinski, he'd be that important. Uh, or Sir Michael, as he is now. I'm actually in debt to Michael to the tune of uh, a, a, a lot. I think really? I'm, so I'm not going to pass comment on that. You're not mowing his lawn because Nick Barker mows the lawns at Gudinski's every Thursday. Who's yeah. Nick Barker? I have got a ve- Well, people used to joke about that. Can I just can I just tell you that little funny story? I'm sorry. You, you, you no. Give me, give me the wind up. No, wind. you do what you want. Nicky Barker and I do a yearly tour of Europe together and we go over and we're, oh. we're great, great mates, but... Our last tour ended in a bit of um, calamity because just oh, essentially just drinking stories and, and gotcha. just sort of turned on each other in Dublin one night. So this year, we the, the tour was that the time that we normally go over and tour was coming up, and we were both thinking individually we shouldn't really do this together. We're, we're two good mates, and, and and you know if if we fall out again, then it's right. right. So he went and arranged to go over with someone else, but didn't tell me, oh, and okay. I went and arranged to go overseas with someone else and didn't tell him. Oh dear. So. Uh, He's there now, but anyway, the crux of the story is that that's isn't it funny how little you know yeah. grown men can be like little <laughs> wuss bags. Hey, welcome to the home of that. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of which, look, we really want to play a track off Convicts, the yeah. new UMI album, the seventh UMI studio album. But you can't. Well, I've been calling up the music director all weekend. And then he's been calling me back and leaving messages on my machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear some of his messages? I'd love to. Let's just play them now. Here we go. Oh, g'day, mate. Uh, it's Gary Sizzle here from the music department. Sorry about the noise. I'm here at a party to celebrate Michael Gadinsky's knighthood. Uh, listen, mate, are you dead set on playing a track off this uh, UMI album? I've had a listen to it. It's, it's cool. I don't know, guitar-based rock. It's not exactly the Triple M sound. There's nothing on here that sounds like Wise Men by James Blunt. Jeez, it's... Can't you just talk to Rogers for, I don't know, 40 seconds, then throw to one of your little skits, how green was my cactus, whatever that crap is? Oh, hang on, mate, I've got to go. Brian Cannon from Pseudo Echoes about to skin a live pig. Again. G'day, mate, it's me again. Uh, Listen, I I don't know, look, I had Barry Traction play me the first seven seconds of every track off the album down the phone, and it just, I don't know, it doesn't sound like the demographic, mate. Can't you play something else? 
And, uh, you know, I got your text, and, and that's not true. We are very flexible. Last week, Mick Malloy had uh, text Perkins on, and we very kindly let him play a track off the Veronica's album. So, uh, oh, hang on, mate, I've got to go. Russell Crowe's arrived with his guitar. We've all got to go and hide. It's more. G'day, mate. Sizzle here again. Uh, listen, I got your message. I don't appreciate the sarcasm, mate. Uh, we don't play that much Nickelback, and... You know, even if we do, we don't play it as much as you play that bloody Rick's hunt clip. Jeez, how many... Oh, hang on, she's got that's no my phone. I got my rocks off. Actually, oh, mate, it does make for a pretty good ringtone. The girl's happy. Check it out. No money. I got my rocks off. Oh. Oh, hey, 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 Deco, put that down. Bloody RSPCA will be back here. There's laws about what you can do with Germany. All right, Martin, you whining baby. Listen, I've done you a favour. Greg Cutthrough from Programming's called up. He tells me that Rogers has uh, done a duet with Barnsley. You can play that one if you want. And if you can get Dave Graney to do a duet with Brian Adams, we can play some of him as well. Anyway, play that and uh, listen, I've got to go. Shannon Knowles about to have his genitals set in plaster and I'm told that's going to be the new ARIA award. See ya. <laughs> So there you go, Tim. We can play your duet with Barnsley. I, uh, yep. All power to it. Out of time on Get This. That'd be Tim Rogers and Barnsley out of time here at Get This. Tim Rogers is our co-host this morning. Uh, apparently, Convict's just a bit too rowdy for this time of day. I'm proud. It's a great album, though. Thank you very much. But I uh, didn't want to um, upset anyone's wheat picks, so <laughs> it's uh, further adding to the mystique. Oh, look, I love the last album, Deliverance, but uh, they always love to say that oh, every album you do is a comeback, apparently. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. I guess when you, you know, put out a couple of records and you're over 30, that, yeah, it's a comeback. I'll take the comeback. Is it just that they put it out is, the... It is. It is. This is my year. Is last it? year was all right. This year, I'm... Rogers is back, really. Yeah. Can't you feel a seismic shift? I can. I'm, I'm going to knock the Socceroos off the front page. <laughs> the Socceroos, did they do quite well, did they? Uh, yeah? There was, was dancing at my 7-Eleven this well morning. Well, there should be. Dancing! It was so good. They were, they, they were Basically, they were losing to the dodgiest goal ever scored, mm, yeah. ever awarded. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then they, uh, you know, they, they, they scored three goals in the last two seconds. Yeah. And, and what? No, it was beautiful. It's, right. it's knocked everything off the front page. Aloysius' so. celebration, though, I just thought he should have had something carved on his stomach. It was like <laughs> uh, his, his shirt in his mouth, but nothing uh, inscribed. Yeah, because he didn't take the shirt off. Uh, yeah, he didn't yeah, put yeah. it over his head. He just picked up the bottom and held it in his mouth and ran around. Uh, he's, he's got some nice abs, though. He does. Mm. No idea what you guys are talking about. There's other things going on. Like tone. Like. Look at this hunt from Mad Ron's brother. <laughs> The brother of Chappelle Corby's former white knight controversial Queensland mobile phone entrepreneur Mad Ron Bakir is being hunted over uh, shooting on the state's Gold Coast. Oh, yes. Uh, so keep an eye out for Mad Ron's brother. <laughs> How will I know him? Uh, he's gone completely mad, say police, <laughs> to the point where everything must go and crazy, crazy low, low prices. So watch out for him. That's been settled. The crazy John, crazy Ron battle. Who's the craziest mobile phone guy? No, That's no, crazy Ron has uh, changed to mad Ron. Oh, has it? Yeah, you can't say crazy Ron. Oh, sorry. The craziest one, anyone involved with mobile phones who has a Bluetooth headset. <laughs> They're officially the craziest. Let's find some music uh, issues to talk about with Tim. Uh, I'm sure, Tim, you're a huge fan of Kayfid. He's an interesting character. Oh, there's a nice photo with him. Is he pointing the middle finger up and he's got an oversized baseball cap? Because yeah. he doesn't care, Tim. He, yeah. he doesn't he, care what you or I think of him. He's, he's doing, given up. He's doing his thing. Uh, he's, threatening, mm. he's threatening to lift the lid on uh, Britney's secrets. 
Uh-oh. Uh, it says here, like it or not, Kevin knows every little dirty secret in Britney Spears' closet, says a pal. If he doesn't get what he wants, yep. he could spill the beans. Then what? Uh, what is Brit like in... Uh, the in, sack? In the sack, <laughs> quite possibly. What's she like in private? Um, incredibly tolerant of her talentless husband. Uh, what's she like when she parties? Embarrassed by her husband's attempts to rap. And where all the money went? Up K-Fed's nose. That's my guess. But listen to this for a quote from K-Fed. My kids are going to learn what a real job is, what life is. You don't have it easy with me. Period. My kids are going to work at Taco Bell, damn it. (laughs) Alongside him. That would be my guess. Have you heard any of his uh, music? And I, I use the music word with uh, quotation marks. Sure. No, no. Kofi, it's a, he's a bit of a mystery. Where have I been? Living under a rock? Trying to get my hair right? <laughs> Where, I just, you know, I don't... Uh, there's not a lot of recognition. No, I haven't heard um, what he's up to. Is he a, uh, is he a hip-hop guy, is he? He's, yeah, he's got a, a, a song coming out, a rap song called America's Most Hated, which is him. He's America's Most Hated. Yeah, that's what he's saying. All right. What... Surely there's someone else on the, <laughs> on the number one list before, uh, yeah. before K-Fed. You would think so. I would uh, choose, for example, Scott Stark for cancelling his tour out here. Is that what happened? Mm-hmm. What's that about? Who knows whether it's, you know, video nasties or, or on the ticket gear? sales. Who knows? Yeah. On ticket the sales? <laughs> one of those. We were making a little jape about Russell Crowe in that skit before. Oh, yes. But did you see this big article? Uh, uh, there's someone who, inside the world, isn't there? Oh, totally. Jack, Jack Marks. I know Jack Marks quite well. What do you know about Mac, Jack Marks? What's his deal? Uh, well, I just that uh, he's interviewed me a lot over the, over the years, and he's a very, very snappy dresser. Yeah, he's done this big uh, I Was Russell Crowe Stooge expose. Listen to this. It was March 2005 when the Oscar-winning movie star called me. He'd read an article I'd written, something about how the celebrity magazines make up lies. He'd tracked me down. He wanted to meet me over lunch. He asked if I could be trusted. The last thing he wanted to see in the papers, he said, was some story about my lunch with Russell Crowe. I told him not to worry. I wouldn't want to read that story either. The following day, we met at a restaurant of his choosing. He then proceeds to just tell us over two articles about the lunch. I, don't, mm. I mean, I didn't think well, I'd ever point. feel mm. sorry for Russell Crowe, but he's been done over. He's been stitched up by this snappy dresser, Tim. Russ uh, bought uh, the band, the UMI, um, drinks all night at the Viper Room one night in Los Angeles. So mm. I've got, I haven't got many bad, I've got nothing bad to say about the guy, but this uh, that's a little weird. Um, let's meet up, let's do lunch, then I'm going to write about it. Yeah. Did Russell do anything particularly bad to, to Jack? Or? Well, he claims that uh, he got invited to Russell's house. Uh, he describes as a kind of captain's cabin affair with a view of the Sydney Harbour skyline, motioning me towards the couch. Uh, Russell's assistant told me that Russell was temporarily disposed elsewhere and suggested I begin listening to Russell's latest CD. The colour, and then listen, this is what Jack um. says about Russell's music. The colourless strums of a subway busker glazed with the deodorised slick of Christian rock. The most charitable thing I could feel about it is that it wasn't complete crap. Ouch! Uh, they're reviews of our new record. There, That's a caning. Even, you know, we've not even had that sort of bad reviews. No. But then, this is the intro. I'm only reading this out to get to this bit. I don't know what made me look towards the ceiling, but as I did, I noticed what I thought was a camera pointed straight at me. After 37 minutes, the 10 songs were over, and as the final strum went, wang... A door opened and Russell appeared, remarking on his own good timing. It's like he's, you know, Vincent Price, <laughs> monitoring that this bloke's listening to the album 
on a secret camera. I don't know if any of that's true, but I think Russell Crowe's been stitched up and done over by Jack Marks. Rogers, I'm not lost oh. for words. I am a little lost for words. Um, the prospect of uh, inviting someone to your house and playing them a record that you've you've made is mm. uncomfortable. I find that frankly quite uncomfortable. You don't do that with journos, like you guys finish convicts. What happens there? You just post it out. And I invite journos over all the time. They just don't be bothered. They, you know, <laughs> why would you come around to Rogers' place when you could uh, go with? Oh, I don't know who's who's hot at the moment. Who's uh, big in your? Oh, Ashley Simpson. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. Well, that's an, that is an invite you can't come pass back, up. No, come back, Tim. <laughs> Who's, uh, no, well, her record, I Am Me, if yeah. you, uh, did you notice that? Is that what it's called? Where do you reckon she got it from? I don't know. Where? I Am Me. You am I. Where do you, what do you think? Oh, oh. you go. What do you think's you going on years? there? What do you think's going on there? She'll be getting into the thuggery soon. Ashley, I know vaguely where you live. <laughs> I demand 25% of all your earnings. <laughs> <laughs> that's that'll, a contract. That'll see you, right? <laughs> we are drowning in news here. There's so much to get to. Tim has obviously been uh, in the studio working on some new gear because he knows nothing about Rex Hunt. Fair enough. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, I know a little bit, but um, that uh, that little clip that you played before, I hadn't heard that before. Was, well, that, was that a real one? That's a real clip. And oh, yeah. Already, look, the phones have lit up. They love it. People just want to hear more and more of that <laughs> clip. We're trying to meet our quota. That'll be next on Get This. That'll be the new radicals. Kick your ass in. <laughs> See, we can say that. <laughs> that guy's not going to kick my ass. <laughs> Tim Rogers is co-hosting Get This this morning. There is a new UMI album out. It's called Convicts. You've got to get that. Put it in your car and turn it up to 11. And it sounds a little like this. No, no, no Triple M it doesn't. What, uh, is there a single off the album or have you done an internet only single? Uh, yeah, there was an internet only. Into the net, mate. You can listen to things on the internet, mate. It was uh, a song called It Ain't Funny How We Don't Talk Anymore. And that was the first single. Wasn't Who Put the Devil in You only an internet single? That's right, Tony. What was going on there? That should have been a proper single. Yeah, it should have been, but... Um, That's like a classic already. You hear, it's such a classic, you hear it on sports programs when they're going to the ah. ads. Well, now, here. Now, okay, this is the forum. I want to bring it up. I wrote songs specifically for Mark and Goal of the Year. <laughs> One, you and I had a single out called Kick a Hole in the Sky, which great, I thought was great that, for yeah. Goal of the Year. Loved it. And Get Up, which I thought was great for... Excellent. Mark, the, Mark, yeah. Mark of the Year. Mm. Can you put a little word in? Sure. Anything last night, Ed? Who's night running? to dawn on the soccer. Uh, sorry? Did yeah. they run any? What song did they run? When uh, was... Well, that's just the problem. They did it. They, they, from the, I know you don't want to talk about it, but after the game, you know, they go like, oh, you know, we're all happy because we won. And then what you want is them to cross outside to people kind of deliriously yes, just yelling. Yes, people in kangaroo costumes. Yeah, just yelling at the camera and then one, the guy at the front getting pushed to the ground. Yeah, and others kind of absolutely. Where was that? They're none. We went back to Rally Rasich and former Socceroo Ned Zelich talking about the space that they used. Uh, yes. I don't uh, want to see Although that. seeing Les Murray's try and contain oh, his yeah. emotion was amazing. <laughs> you could see that as soon as the camera was off him, he was just about to rip his <laughs> off and torch the building. <laughs> The that, containment was And then beautiful. they didn't have the, the slow motion replay set to inspirational music. Uh, they didn't do it. They didn't have um, time to knock it together. I didn't have time. So what do you reckon, Tim? You got time to write a song for us to get into beat in Brazil? <laughs> you got a xylophone on you. I got a glockenspiel. There was so much. Uh, there was Al Zakawi, of course, over oh, the yes. weekend. And, and this is what you may have heard this on the news. 
An Iraqi man says residents put someone who resembled Zakawi into an ambulance, but American soldiers pulled him from the vehicle and allegedly beat him repeatedly around the head. The US military has said only that the terrorist tried to roll off a stretcher shortly before he died. He tried to roll off a stretcher. It's the best way to get away, Tony. <laughs> a roll for freedom. Yeah, yeah. It was a bid for freedom. <laughs> he attempted to roll away to freedom. See, the thing about uh, Iraq, Tony, is it's, it's on a hill, right? And if you, <laughs> yes, and if See, you, get, if you get a roll on... He could have gone all the way to Jordan. Straight out of there. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to get that clear. Uh, Paul McCartney uh, is married to prostitute. Did you know that, what? Tim? Mm. He's married to one-legged prostitute. That's what he's done. When you're a beetle, you can do what you want. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they're saying in the papers. How? What's going on? Uh, Heather Mills McCartney, the estranged wife of former beetle Paul, earned thousands of dollars as a call girl, the tabloids are saying. She numbered amongst her customers uh, arms dealer Adnan Khashoggi, and it's the first time I've ever said that successfully. Lovely. Yeah, well done. I always assume he's Adman Khashoggi. He's in advertising. How many uh, times have you said Adman Khashoggi? I say it ten times before every show <laughs> as a vocal warm-up. Here's another good one. A little old lady was mutilated late last night. Is that a Warren Zevon lyric? <laughs> is it? Hey, right. I think it is. A little old lady was... A little old lady was mutilated late last night. It's a great vocal warm-up. There you go. Ten times before every show. I've seen the bear doing it before every <laughs> smackdown. <laughs> Uh, an Arab prince was among her clients. Here's what another satisfied customer had to say. I'm invincible. I'm paying money. Uh, I, I, I. The girl's happy. She's got no money. I got my rocks off. Oh, how good is this? No, very nice, Matt. He did what he could. He did beautifully. Matt from production this morning is Wallace and Gromit laying down the train tracks <laughs> just before we get to that bit of the show. Uh, what else happened over the weekend? Kerry O'Brien cracked it on oh, uh, the 7.30 report last night. They were just in the middle of a story, and then they just cut back to him. And, and have a listen. Listen to this. There is a well of uncertainty out there about the impact on individuals of the work choices legislation to be tapped. And nothing changes votes like economic uncertainty. Turn that off. Uh, political editor Michael Brissenden oh, and uh, Labor leader Kim Beasley joins me now from the ABC's Parliament House in Canberra. They're just in the middle of a story, and they've just gone back to Kerry. Turn that off. What was he unhappy about? I don't know. You're a band leader, Tim. I mean, do you ever do that? Something's happening, you're in the middle of uh, kick a hole in the sky, and nah, turn that uh, off. Uh, I've kind of uh, quelled my prima donna tendencies. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, I used to be a lot worse, and now I, um, I don't know, it seems to be prima donna, everyone seems to be doing it. Oh, you know, so they've pinched that off you now? Yeah, they've pinched, you know, so I, Rogers is going to be the, the nice guy from now on. The swearing, nice cussing, falling over, but nice guy. <laughs> and the hugging go- Davey Lane. <laughs> the guy you could bring back to their house, he'll probably steal a bit of cutlery, <laughs> knock over a vase, but you'll still bring him home. Oh, yeah, he'll still wow. bring flowers to mum. That's, That's nice. good to hear. Good concerts, oh, bad yes. concerts. Oh, yes. We've all seen a good one. We've all seen a bad one. Mm. Uh, I'm sure Tim has. Mm. Sure he's been involved in, in either, possibly. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get the listeners on board. That'll be next. Get this. Turn that off. For Mrs. Olivia Buckley of Cherry Brook on Triple M. Oh, look, it's Get This. It's on Triple M. Tim Rogers is here. Uh, he's had a couple of drinks, as have we all. And we're almost <laughs> ready to talk to you, the listeners. Triple M. 
That'd be Nickelback. Of course it would. Saving me here at Get This Where Tim Rogers is co-hosting. He's got a new album out with you and I. It's called Convicts. It just comes out of the blocks running and doesn't let go until about 36 minutes later. Hey, um, Tone. Yes. Uh, you were just saying off air. You reached over. <laughs> oh, no. You picked up one of the copies of, uh, of yeah. Convict's album, and you said, I recognise that font. <laughs> well, it is. It's the same font of the singles from the Dress Me Slowly album. Am I right, Tim? I am uh, in, inordinately flattered. He's inordinately <laughs> yeah, incredible. Tony. I used to be a typographer, and you just get obsessed with fonts. You can't go anywhere. And I just go into a room, and you're just looking at the kerning. <laughs> now, <laughs> Tone, the best, can you give the example that you give in your book? of? Because when I was kerning, I was like, oh, Tone, what's going on? It's the way the letters join up to form that. a word. I know. They have to work as a team. Yeah, I know that. But tell us the, the, the example. Clint Eastwood's name. We can't say that on air. I'm not going to no, say it's, what it's... No, it's... Uh, you, no, you've said the second part. First, ah, oh, whoops. It's uh, how can I say this on here? It's called my friend flicker syndrome. Yeah, if you put the L and the I too close, yeah, yeah, yeah. in they actually printed a, a book of my friend flicker uh, in the 70s where when it was reduced <laughs> for ads, the L and the I join up, so you can see what might happen there. there and I go. pointed out to my typographical instructor the same thing happens with Clint Eastwood when yeah. you see his movies on TV. There you go, that's okay, what we're we'll saying. Just, we'll just leave that's it at all that. We're that's yeah. in Lolly Scramble. It is. Still available <laughs> out the front of your bookshop, possibly on a table. Uh, Tim, you, have you played with Nickelback? <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Ed. No yeah. worries. We, uh, the UMI played with Nickelback in, I think, 96. It was in Canada. And oh, yeah. uh, the only time I've thrown up on stage, but it was... It was <laughs> Unrelated? Uh, no, un- totally unrelated. <laughs> um, they were playing after us. And, um, you know the sort of American and Canadian microbreweries where all your beer ah, yes. tastes like honey and oats <laughs> instead of it, the, tasting like beer? Yeah. And there was a bit of, so I missed them, unfortunately, but they said some very nice things about us That's later nice. on. So. And how big was the venue? Were they like huge? At this no, point? it was tiny. Really? It was r- really tiny. And then Rusty saw them... Uh, a couple of years later, and there were pyrotechnics, and thank God they didn't try to use the pyro yeah. in the club in Toronto or wherever we were at that time, or else we'd have gone up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what was this you were just saying about uh, there's something going around if you queue up to Nickelback songs? Yeah, look, I've got no personal vendetta about any no. successful at all, but this was an interesting one uh, that I heard where the two singles get one gets played in the right speaker, the, the other one in the left speaker, and Rhythmically, they're exactly the same, and they harmonise like ah. it's as as if there's some kind of um, formula that you know can create a hit single. And they are just loving this in programming right now. Hang on, there's a way we can play two Nickelback songs <laughs> at once. <laughs> Fantastic! Great <laughs> right, future. All right, look, uh, let's talk uh, about music more as we climb Talkback Mountain. <laughs> Jessica. I mentioned the Dress You Slowly album, Tim. Mm-hmm. I reckon the one misstep that you and I have made in their career. <laughs> one? One. No, there was a song on the B-side of Damage mm-hmm. called uh, Open All Night. Why wasn't that on the album? Uh, because I took the advice of the producer at the time. That's like one of the best songs you've ever done. And it's it's not only that, it's the song that gives the album its title. I know. Well, it's pro- not on the album. The, the produ- our producer at the time, Cliff, uh, American <sighs> guy, really, really great guy, and said, he always found it uncomfortable when there was a song with the album title and the song title was the same. And that was enough. I, I, was, I was young. I was, but I was silly. It's not the song title, though. Uh, well, it was. It was called... Oh, it was uh, called that, right. Yeah, yeah. So we, we kept it off. And the example he brought up was, I think it was like Elton John's Too Low for Zero or something like that. <laughs> and as soon as he said that, I got, whoa. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Case closed. Okay. Okay, so... 
That is a great song, but it is on the uh, Cream of the Croc, is it not? I, yeah, I hope so. It's on the Croc, I think. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> listened to it. So. <laughs> okay. So what are uh, we talking about today? We're Cope? talking about good concerts, oh. and then just for your benefit, because you love a dovetail. I love a dovetail. Bad concerts. Call us up with the best concert you've seen, right. the worst concert. Now, I'm not going to say either way on this one, but uh, you mentioned Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah. uh, don't often appear in public, or rather Axl Rose doesn't often appear in public. What's going on there, Tim? Has he been working on some album for like 15 years called Chinese Democracy? That's exactly right. And, and he's looking uh, hes looking very odd these days. Have you seen recent chubby, photos of Axl? quite chubby these well, days. Well, they're talking about Botox injections and oh, no. things like that. Oh. Yeah, which is a little odd. But I've actually I got Botox injections in my nose. It's actually <laughs> normally it's not the same big. thing. Yeah, and you know you know the, the reddish hue that it gets. Oh yes, that's going to be big next. Is it? I've been, I've been getting it reddened. It's hue the new black. It's, and I've been getting uh, you know my my corpuscles around in oh, my face, my ventricles uh, enlarged. So I knew we had some work done. <laughs> but listen, you don't often see Axel in public. You don't often hear him. Why is that? Well, there was something on Fox Eight on Foxtel over the weekend. It was some kind of live aid from Brazil-style deal. And there was uh, Axel Rose at the piano. Have a listen to this. Quite dodgy. I mean, he might have just had a big night, Tim. We've all done that. Uh, no. <laughs> he had another one. Have a listen. There we go. And that song, he just did one verse and one chorus, then stopped the song, then did another song where instead of singing, he just ran around the stage doing a bit of aerobics. Hmm. What's going on with Axel? I don't know. Lost his voice. Can we get him on the blower? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get him on the blower? That'll Come be on, a Richard. I did actually do a show on um, Saturday with uh, Sunday with the band, um, which I blame on north going down to richmond on saturday but <laughs> yeah I, when we were listening to that and i'm, I'm kind of waiting for him to be to be singing badly because i sung like absolute caca and it was for a early morning saturday oh, yeah. morning uh kid uh kitty video hits program oh okay and the producer came to me and says well tim thanks we've got to try and whittle that down into 40 minutes and there's 40 and you know 60 c words and you know <laughs> spitting and drinking from a vodka bottle on stage and, you know. so what did they get it down to two oh, and they a half got it down to about yeah somewhere like yeah you know <laughs> Hello, Hi. you am I. Where yeah. you am I? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Good night. <laughs> we were great. You knew it. Uh, just quickly, best concert, worst concert you've seen, Tim? I think best gig I ever saw was Beast of Bourbon on the tour that we were playing with them in 93. Right. So, um, <clears throat> and the worst, uh, the one just off the top of my head, I got my nose broken at a cult gig in uh, 1987. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a, a, a big chap landed uh, on my nose. A what? A big chap landed on my nose. Oh, right. That'll happen. <laughs> uh, best concert I reckon was Ms. Riggy Pop this uh, at the big day out this this year. It's oh, just wow. fresh in my mind and mm. so scaly. Uh, <laughs> it was just great. 
Uh, and the worst was the first concert I ever went to. I was re- really young, and my auntie took me to the Billy Joel Stormfront tour, and I was absolutely petrified the whole time because there were these big flags, and, and Billy was smacking this metal thing, and it was just like thunderstorm. I'm scared of storms, wow. and there was thunderstorm noises going everywhere. And then, and then we didn't start the fire started. Oh, this is this music? I don't want in. I'm out. <laughs> Did he come on waving a big flag just before singing Piano Man? Or no, but there was someone at the back waving the big Stormfront. Um, flag. Uh, flag at the back. Oh, it was wow. terrifying. Okay, I saw. Uh, to a good one. I saw Talking Heads doing oh, the stuff. the Stop Making Sense good show, stuff. the exact one from the movie, in the middle of a field full of mud in New Zealand at the Sweetwaters yes. Festival, and uh, David Byrne was really pissed off. It was raining, and he did every song angry. Just did an angry version of every song. You know, he does that one. This must be the place where he dances with no. the uh, the lamp. And he just got really shut off and threw the lamp into the audience. And bad concert? It was bad concert. I actually went and saw Howard Jones in Brisbane <laughs> back in, when I was working for FM 104, now known as Triple M in Brisbane. I would <laughs> like to get to know you well. It was a station promotion. I had to be there. I was giving things out of the back of a van. I'll give you 56 bucks and a latte for a, for a photo of you at that gig. I don't think there was any evidence, but if there was, I probably looked like Howard Jones. I probably had pirate pants on. <laughs> I'd like to get to know you well. Are there any prizes, Ed Cavalier? Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. Thankfully, I'm not in charge of getting them, so they're good. We've got two copies of UMI's Convicts and the nicest jumper you'll ever hope to wear. It's a UMI Convicts jumper. It's a hoodie, no less, with a pouch. Oh, look, call us up. A, ju- a, jump- a UMI Convicts jumper done in the Coogee style. <laughs> <laughs> that could be yours, call us with the best concert and the worst concert you ever saw. One, triple, three, five, three. That'd be Pat Benatar with Love as a Battlefield here at Triple Image. Get this, it's Talkback Mountain, of course. <laughs> Where Mr. Tim Rogers is helping us uh, discuss the best concert you saw, mm. the worst concert you saw. And Errol is first. Hello. Hi, Errol. You there, Errol? Oh, dear. Errol, you there, mate? Errol, I would do anything just to be with you. <laughs> Errol? <laughs> no love, Errol? All right, mate. Hello, Simone. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Tell us your best and worst concert. Oh, my best concert was um, Elvis Costello, oh, yes. uh, End of Summer Tour in 91. Wow. I felt like he was just playing just to us. We were up there right in the front, oh. and it was awesome. But my husband's best concert was you and I in the Gravel Street car park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Was it the record shop, was it? Yeah, Gravel Records. Yeah. Oh, was it that Gravel one? Street Records, yeah. It was a beauty. Yep. <laughs> and Tell what? your husband I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and worse, Simone? Worst concert uh, was Parliament last year. Oh, in yes. Melbourne. It was Parliament. very disappointing. Mm. What, really? Yeah. With, is Bernie Worrell? Was he on board? Because he's amazing. He he was all right, but, you know, old men in nappies, just not on. (laughs) (laughs) He just kept disappearing off stage for a joint, you know. (laughs) And that didn't help. No, I see. Very disappointing, Uh, very self-indulgent. Thank you, Simone. (laughs) And Tim, uh, do you think that's where you're going to go, old men on nappies? So you can just keep pushing it till you've got the nappies on. Absolutely. I, I, it's Life is a pursuit to get back to nappies eventually, <laughs> to be swaddled. Are you there, Errol? Yes, I am. Yes. Well, tell us your best and worst concert, mate. Well, the best concert has to be in excess. Uh, the kick tour, oh, nice. uh, Michael Hutchins was just sensational and just magnetic. Nice. Uh, it, was one, it, was just, it was just a highlight. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tony, I, I, I'll see your uh, your Howard Jones, and I'll raise you a Rick Astley. Oh, Rick Astley! <laughs> Never gonna give you. Well, 
<laughs> I tell you what, he, he, he was wearing his suit, doing his little jiggy, and then he jumped behind a giant white screen, uh, at which point they put on a movie of a shadow doing backflips and somersaults oh. and came out the other side. <laughs> it was sensational. I'm just amazed that there was a concert. There was, and I paid money for it. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and any idea where Rick Astley is now? Uh, uh, no. Employee of the month? <laughs> Probably. Well, toilets I, are us. <laughs> I don't know if we can go worse than that. Hello, Jerry. Hello, how are you? Good, man. Tell us your best and worst concert. All right, look, a couple of these bands. I know people think they're a bit cheesy these days, That's but right. you know, I still don't mind enjoying listening to the records. Best one probably was 1995. We went and saw uh, Bon Jovi at Olympic Park. Oh. The year um, Keanu Reeves actually brought his band Dogstar out to town and well, that was a bit of a non-event. They don't really rate a mention. But the Bon Jovi show was just everything you expected it to be and more. There was like 60,000 people at really? Olympic Park. A beautiful night. Great atmosphere. The band was really on song. Everyone just had an absolute blast. And uh, that one. what was the entrances like? Uh, did they come down on Flying Foxes? No, no, no. They just they walked out. They started mm-hmm. playing. They started off the night with a status quo number, I think. And then all these pyrotechnics and bombs went off. And then they just bombs. got into the new stuff from the new album. They opened and, with you know, a bit of quo, did you say? So yeah, they started off with rocking all over the world. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. And then um and then they got into all their trademark hits and uh, yeah, the hits just didn't stop coming. And really, just walked away thinking, well, that was it. You know, we I mean, because we paid under a hundred dollars for it per ticket. You know, well under that. So it was excellent. It was a really really good night. Everyone had a great time. Now take great us idea. down the other end of the pool. Yeah, come on. The same cannot be said, however, for another big 80s staple called Van Halen. Oh. 1998. What happened? Van oh, Halen. Where did you Gar- see them? Where were they? Gary oh, Sharon singing. This was at Rod Laver Arena. And, uh, All right, Marty Sheargold did the pyrotechnics for that gig. <laughs> True. <laughs> Flash pots. Um, they had a new singer. Sammy Hagar had quit the band. There Gary Sharon. Ex- yeah, extreme yeah, singer. There were some mm. issues going on there, and anyway... So uh, they brought they brought in this other guy who used to be the front man for a band called Extreme, who were a really really good band. But I think him joining Van Halen was a bit of a mistake. And, right? uh, there was no none of the trademark Van Halen cliches, I guess. You know, the guitar solo, the bass solo, the drum solo, and all the pyrotechnics. Forget all that. And um, sir, so I, um, I do believe actually a, that he made the mistake. Of, he made a comment, and he was comparing the Melbourne audience to a Sydney audience and how yeah. we were just like comatose, which you yeah. do not do at yeah. Rod Laver Arena when there yeah. are 16,000 people in there. And like Absolutely we all just right. sat back and immediately thought, nah, that's it. Get this joker out of here. Yeah. Nah, that's a shocker. Have you, ever, have you ever turned the audience against you with a single comment, Tim? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to, just to uh, reiterate on, we are talking about Gary Sharon, the, the uh, Van Halen yeah. singer at the time. I think he did go into panto straight after that. I think, <laughs> right. No, no, I, I do believe that's true. If I'm wrong, apologies to Gary <laughs> and the Sharon family. But. And uh, hello, Joe. finally. How are hello, you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Your best concert was? Rod Stewart in the early 80s. And your worst? Rod Stewart in the early 90s. <laughs> 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 and, and what went down in the intervening years? Like, oh, what happened? It started off the bagpipes and you got oh. the, you know, the goosebumps and then the he started singing. Yes. It was the worst. Oh. It just oh. was a nightmare. <laughs> 
<laughs> we just paid $100 to listen to the backup singers sing or not, really. Oh, dear. Well, <laughs> that was a bit sad. Okay. Oh. Well, that's got to be worth a prize. Have we got prizes for everybody yet? Uh, well, there was three prizes and four callers. <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> no, listen. This show is under investigation. But I was, um, I was, I was secretly squirrelling away some, some of these good Rogers-related prizes for tomorrow. Oh, now okay. I've, now I've had to bring them out for today. All right. You are my gear <laughs> for everybody. And, Tim, you mentioned that Nickelback uh, thing. I think we... Is this... Oh, no way. This is two Nickelback songs, one in the left speaker, one in the right speaker. Check it out. Headphones. Headphones, everyone. Wow. We've doubled our sizzle. <laughs> We've doubled our sizzle. That's got to impress them in promotions. Barry Traction's going to be going off. <laughs> oh, Greg Cutter will be impressed. Just blowing that support gig. Around. <laughs> oh. oh, look, I think it's time for us to go. Tim, thanks for putting up with us for an hour. Thank you. It's really good to see you again, Tom. Thanks, guys. Now, where can we find out about the dates? Thank you. Uh, play in Melbourne in about three weeks, but the tour starts on Friday in the Gold Coast, where we finally yeah. realise there is a generation gap. Oh, look, <laughs> spend an afternoon at the Ripley's, believe it or not, museum. You should go. It's amazing. You've got to go there. <laughs> And then pop down to UMI and uh, catch them wherever they are. Get that album, Convex. It's a bloody bottler. Out of the gates running. Never slows down. Uh, thanks to everyone who called up with Best and Worst. We'll be back tomorrow. And I think our key phrase today was, like to get to know you well. <laughs> we will be back tomorrow with the assistance of Cal Wilson. Uh, and it's all thanks to Mrs. Olivia Buckley. Thanks, Olivia.